Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role joy plays in our own journey. Welcome to episode 103. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week, I am so excited to have the first guest of season three joining me. It's Jordan Roper of Writing Revolt and Cutthroat Copy, and she's here to talk about her writing career, being an entrepreneur, and working with other writers and bloggers and creative entrepreneurs. What I know you're gonna love about Jordan is her (laughs) no-nonsenseness, her straightforward advice, and the way she cuts to the heart of things to get to her business and to get her voice and her story out to her audience. I first ran into Jordan's work earlier this year and was really motivated by her upbeat and straightforward way of doing business, along with the solid tips and content she is putting out there in the world for free. I really wanted to get to meet her, and I'm so honored to have her here on the show to share a bit of wisdom with you this week. Before we get to the interview, first I want to say I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to season three. I feel like I am the luckiest podcaster out there, and I am really glad that you guys are here listening in each week. Thank you so much for being an amazing part of this show. I publish show notes for each episode that include links to the guest's website, additional references, and some of my thoughts on the topics that we discuss. If you want to learn more about the show and about Jordan, this week's guest, you can find those show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 103. A couple of other ways to get involved with the community that surrounds Jumpstart Your Joy, and this is depending on your interests. If you're curious about starting a podcast, I'm thrilled to announce the re-release of my podcasting fundamentals course which will give you a great look at what it takes to create a show. And if you sign up, it gets you on the list for the next time I run my five-day podcasting challenge, which is so much fun. If you're looking for more joy in your life, you can join us at the Facebook group, which is fairly new, but a lot of fun. And that is Joyfully You, if you just go to Facebook and search for that. Or you can find links to both of these over at the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. So this week on the show, I have Jordan Roper. She is a copywriter, entrepreneur, the host of her own YouTube channel, and has a blog. And I just know that you're going to love this interview where we talk a lot about confidence, about creativity, and about starting your own business. I know because I've heard from you guys that you love the backstory about how people have gotten to where they are today. And I think you're really going to love and be inspired by how Jordan went from being in a job that she hated so much that it was impacting her health, to becoming a thriving blogger and writer after she and her husband, or at the time fiance, were let go from the same company on the same day. After a lot of hard work, Jordan had started building a business around her writing, and then she started helping other creative entrepreneurs launch a freelancing career of their very own. So I just know you're going to want to soak up all of Jordan's great advice. So let's get on to the interview with Jordan Roper. Welcome, Jordan Roper, to the show. I am so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show. 
Of course. The first question I ask everybody is, what did you love most as a child or in school? What were your earliest sparks of joy? I think for me, I've always been really into writing, which is something, of course, I still do all the time today. But I was also really into reading. Like I was basically obsessed with English class and just kind of the arts in general. So I played music. I liked acting in plays. Basically, anytime I could express myself or use artistic forms of self-expression, like I was super into that general kind of stuff. That is awesome. (laughs) I was a total (laughs) theater nerd. Like on the improv side of things, like, and I can see how that plays into podcasting and other things, but I love it. I love the connection there. That's awesome. Improv for me, like I love improv, but like when you first do it, I feel like it's just so scary. Like I actually took an acting class last year and improv is like the day I feel like everybody dreads, but if you're good at it, like that's amazing. (laughs) And you can use it in so many different areas of business too. It's just like a really good skill to have. Yes, totally. That's funny that I just said yes. I'm accepting the offer. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it is, it's totally vulnerable because you kind of dig into whoever you are and say the first thing that comes to mind. And that's scary. Yeah. Well, what is it that you do now? Would you like to explain and introduce yourself? My main business that I run is called Writing Revolt. And what that is basically is I teach freelance writers and other types of creative entrepreneurs how to market themselves and build an online business. So I have online courses, both free and paid. I write a lot of blog posts. And more recently, I've been doing a lot of YouTube videos. So basically, my entire business still revolves around teaching those creative entrepreneurs how to build an online business. Awesome. Yeah. And I love that you are both a writer, obviously, but that you also recognize that there is another skill set in play there around building an online business. I don't know if you want to explain kind of how you, I gather that you started down one path and then kind of saw, oh, wow, and people are asking me about this other thing. How did that go for you? Or how did it come to be? I think that In the back of my mind, like it's crazy, but like when I first started freelance writing, even I thought, like, you know, if I like do this, when this happens, when this works out, I want to do, you know, other things too. Like, if I do this, I want to help people who really don't like their job, which was the situation that I was in before I started my business. Help people who don't like their job, you know, learn how to do this. So I always had the thought in the back of my mind, like, I want to build a bigger online business centered around teaching people too. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely very different. And I've kind of gone through this transition of being a full-time freelance writer to running a more teaching-based online business where I've had to incorporate video and just learn how to do basically all kinds of other things separate from writing. Yeah. Has that been a challenge or have you really, I mean, it seems like from your style and the way that you present yourself in this no-nonsense manner, like it seems like you're very comfortable doing both of those things. It's definitely been comfortable. There are certain things, you know, everybody has their Things that are difficult for them. For me, I don't like, you know, detail-oriented stuff. I don't really do well with like, you know, project management, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. But I think just, you know, you kind of learn to just roll with it, roll with the punches, overcome those things. But in general, the more, you know, like YouTube videos and learning email marketing and all those more kind of big picture business kind of things. Yeah, that's definitely been something I've enjoyed learning how to do a lot. 
Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I mean, I love that you kind of, I don't know if you want to explain how you started in writing, because I feel like there was such an interesting and pivotal moment there for you where you kind of thrust into it. I'll let you explain because I love the story. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So basically, I dropped out of college so that I could take on a full-time job. And at this job, you know, at first I was really excited about it, but then, you know, the work environment started getting more and more toxic. And, you know, there were some things that I just really didn't agree with going on there. And it just started to wear on me. And I started kind of looking for other options. And I had always had it in the back of my mind, like, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, I don't want anybody here telling me what to do. I want to do my own thing. Like that is like the ultimate goal. So I had started researching freelance writing a while before I actually did it. But kind of everything was uh, kind of thrust onto me at once when I got fired from my full-time job in, I think it was like mid-April 2015. And the way it happened was my husband had actually been brought on as a contractor there, I think like a few months earlier, so not for very long. And we actually both got called into the office at the same time. They just told me that I was being let go. His contract was going to be effectively ended that same day. So we pretty much walked out of that office together just like, oh my God, like, what the heck are we going to do? And the craziest part was to like, right before that, I think it was like the Friday before the week I got fired, I found out that I had an early stage melanoma on my leg. And I actually found out like right before my husband and I walked up to the office together that day. So, you know, it was a really sucky situation, but I do have to say like, I'm so, so grateful, at least through all of that, my husband was there. And at least through all of it, like I was able to end up doing something that I really wanted to do, you know, even though it was a difficult road and there were a lot of obstacles and challenges, it just ended up being the situation where I had to say, I'm not going to let this, you know, get me down or hold me back. I have to keep fighting for what I really want to do. Yeah. Well, and I love that you recognize that it was a really, I mean, obviously you knew it was a difficult situation, but that you also had the partnership in there. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that. Like, it seems like there's something really beautiful, probably, if not, you know, some complaining as you guys went home, but it sounds like you really leaned on each other through it. And that's remarkable. I know probably some other people, it might've gone the other way. We're like, well, what the heck do we do? And this is frustrating. Like, how did you guys navigate that together? It was difficult. I think anytime when you're in a difficult financial situation, it can put a strain on those kinds of things. But we really just tried to step back and, you know, focus on what we could do from the situation, try to focus on, you know, hey, maybe he can get a job that he really enjoys now, which he did end up being able to do. And maybe I could do what I actually wanted to do instead of us just being stuck in this really awful situation. And then, yeah, him just being there definitely was kind of the silver lining to that situation. Because I think when you're dealing with that, whether it's, you know, a scary diagnosis or being fired, like, at least you have someone there with you who kind of understands exactly what you're going through and someone there that you know will be able to support you through that difficult time. Mm. Yeah. And those are two of the really big ones all in the same day. That's a lot. (laughs) It was a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, getting that call from my dermatologist, just like a matter of days before we both got fired. It was definitely a lot at once. (laughs) Yeah. And you're okay now. I'm okay now. Yeah. I get skin checks. I think it's like every six months now, but I am okay now for sure. So that is good news. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. So from that day, I know it was 
you dug in and started working on your writing, how did that path look? Especially if someone's saying like either, ooh, I really want to start my own copywriting or writing business. What would you say to someone who perhaps has been let go or is in a toxic job and they have that other dream that's sitting with them? Like, how do you go for it? Because I think a lot of us wait until the big thing happens. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I've been let go from a couple jobs and that's been the thing that's like, oh, now I have the time. But exactly. You know, what do we do if we don't want to have the thing happen, but we still want to go for the dream? I think it's just about just starting, starting with what you have now, starting with what you can do now. You know, if you can dedicate four hours a week, 10 hours a week, whatever you can dedicate now to just building the kind of life or career that you want to build. I think it's so, so important to even take those small steps because I know a lot of people feel maybe like they have to start like full time immediately. It's either that or they're just not going to do it. But I think you know, you can build. And as long as you go into it with a plan of action, of course, without over planning or letting that perfectionism hold you back, I think if you go into it with a plan and like a set goal and a set schedule in mind, you can really make amazing things happen, even in a short amount of time to where you can, you know, quit your job and you don't have to get fired like I did. So (laughs) (laughs) did you start with a website and how did you kind of move yourself into the territory of being a full-time writer? Just kind of, I had been researching freelance writing for a little while while I was working at my full-time job. Like that had been my goal for a little while. But when I got fired, that is when I really like sat down and I was like, okay, well, I'm creating a marketing plan. I'm going to start like pitching myself. I'm going to start cold emailing and doing all these things I need to do. So pretty quickly, I went ahead and set up like a new website for myself that was much, much more like professional than what I had been using. And I, you know, made sure that I had a niche marketing strategy in place. And then I just started pitching like nonstop. Like I was a pitching machine, I feel like for just a really, really long time. And that was just part of it. You know, it's not necessarily the most fun part of growing a business, but I just think that beginning grind and just sitting down and doing the not glamorous, the not fun work is just part of it, you know, and it's something you had to do. You have to do. It's something I had to do for several months to get myself to where I wanted to be to the point where I could then start, you know, not having to market myself as aggressively, at least not outbound marketing to where I could start attracting clients. So I could calm down on the pitching and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it is so hard starting a business. I think a lot of people have that. Maybe is it kind of panic or fear that they aren't going to make ends meet or they won't have the money coming in. And so they oftentimes, and I know you do a great job of talking about this, they reach for the easy thing, which might be a freelancing site or something. What is your advice on that? I mean, I think you've kind of said a little bit about it, but where do you suggest people spend their time when they're trying to build that first portfolio. Oh yeah, I mean, anybody who's been to my site knows I have very (laughs) strong opinions uh, about those sites, those platforms and stuff like that. And I just think, you know, like you said, it's just, it's easy to go to Upwork. It's easy to go to any kind of platform and just set up a profile. But as easy as it is, it's also just so easy to get caught in a cycle where you end Mm. up getting stuck there. And at the end of the day, I think you have to have a business owner mindset where you have to think about ROI and not even Mm. ROI is in the sense of money, but ROI, like how are you spending your time 
And what are you getting back for that time investment? Because if you spend two weeks on Upwork, you could have spent that two weeks, you know, picking a niche and setting up even just a basic but good site for yourself. And maybe you could have sent like 75 cold emails. Maybe you could have pitched like three guest posts in that time. So I think that's just really important. Anyone who is thinking about getting started and starting with a platform or some kind of content mill where you just get paid like a penny or three pennies or whatever per word, just think about ROI. I know it's really scary to not have that kind of like instant gratification that a platform can give you, but you just have to think, you know, just with things like pitching and even using LinkedIn, if you use it the right way, those can pay off long-term, but they can also pay off short-term if you use them right. So it just goes back to having that business owner mindset and thinking about ROI so you don't get caught up in that lowballing client cycle. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because, I mean, my focus would be slightly different as a project manager is my background. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and that's a skill set that you might find on one of those kinds of sites as well. And so like last year, I was you know, looking for ways to supplement income and, you know, found myself on those sites. And I remember I pitched for one job on, I don't remember which platform it was. It doesn't really matter, but somebody wrote back and said they would pay me $5. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's just like, I was going to take you like five seconds to do this job. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you get into that kind of weird thing where they're like, oh, but it's all about the, you know, you'll get exposure. And I'm like, sure. And there's room to grow with our company. And it's like, no, all lies. <laughs> yes. All exactly. Well, and it's that I, it's probably a confidence thing, especially if you're in that fear area of like, oh, I've got to make ends meet. But then sometimes you get pulled into that. But yeah, um, definitely. And for me, I think it's weird because I, you know, totally agree. It's like that confidence thing and a mindset thing. But for me, I kind of, you know, I dealt with that fear of like, oh my God, I have to make ends meet, but it kind of sent me in the opposite direction. Like I, I had to make ends meet. So, you know, I didn't feel like I could go for those, you know, penny per word or whatever jobs. So. Yeah. Because I mean, especially if you're putting some value as each person listening should, like if you're putting value around your time, you don't want to be stuck with the person that's going to pay you five bucks for a lot of work. I mean, that's yeah. not going to make the ends meet. And then you're losing your time on something else that you exactly. could be pitching. I value work. Yeah. And, and so I feel for people because it seems like it's easy, but it's often more of a distraction almost than it is getting you to your dreams. Definitely. Um, I think it just, you know, if you get caught up in that cycle, it can really just kind of slow you down from the long term and even the short term growth that you want. Yeah. What kinds of things did you do either then or now to kind of I don't know, take care of yourself. Cause I'm also sensing that like you probably put yourself out there a lot, but on the flip side of it, what do you do to kind of regain and re like regain energy and recenter yourself? I think I really neglected self-care for a long time in my business. You know, I was just kind of in that I'm grinding and just hustling and like sitting at my desk, like working all day long. But eventually I did start to have that feeling of, you know, like I need to take care of myself so I can take care of my clients or I need to take care of myself so I can help others more effectively. So pretty much what I do, you know, me and my husband will go out, go watch concerts. I'll hang out with my dogs. I'll, you know, just take an hour out in the middle of the day to play guitar and more recently, I've gotten into doing YouTube videos, and that is kind of a self-care thing for me too, weirdly enough, um, is what <laughs> I found because it's just like, I love it because it's like a creative outlet, so it gives me that fulfillment, but at the same time, 
I can put information out there that helps other people too. So that is like definitely a really balanced one where it's like that is self-care and it also allows me to serve my audience too. Yes, I love that. Because the podcast is so that for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> some people are like, how do you just stay with that? And I love that I've kind of identified. It's there's uh, probably because I'm an extrovert, it's so much fun to get to talk to people and ask them interesting questions. But yeah, I love that it's something that kind of powers both the the self care, but also it's, you know, marketing or information sharing or whatever. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I mean, more recently, it's just like you kind of hit that wall of, I've put it all out there for a really Mm -hmm. long time. So now how do I bring it back to really do the check-in of what I want and what is really going to either serve me or serve other people better? So Yeah, um, definitely. I think just for a while, I know for me, and I've heard a lot of people share a similar thing, you know, for a while, you're just always, you know, putting your clients or your customers or whoever first, but you know, you get to a point when your business grows to a certain point and you just do have to kind of dial it back and think, you know, my happiness and taking care of myself really does matter too. So yeah, YouTube has definitely been that for me. It's that way to kind of bring that balance in there to where I can have a little bit of both. Yes. I love that. And encourage (laughs) if you're listening and there's something that sounds fun, but also it's related to your business. I think that's kind of where the magic can sometimes happen. Um, Yeah. Try it out because, you know, that passion will just keep you going. And if it can help other people too, that, like you said, that is where the magic happens. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I know you also... I mean, if people have not been to your your site, I highly recommend it. Thank you. As I, oh yeah, as I mentioned, kind of, we were talking before we hit record, but like, I love your stuff because it's so applicable across different kind of creative outlets and di- different, you know, entrepreneurial creative fields. And I really found, I was really inspired by your work around kind of going into that pro mindset. And I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit more. That was another huge shift for me is getting past that idea of like, I'm doing all this work for someone else. But what happens when I start doing that work for me and the bottom line is all mine? Yeah, exactly. As far as the, you know, getting past that employee mindset and just kind of having that more of a going pro mindset, I just think that that's so important. It doesn't matter if you're a freelancer or a YouTuber or a course creator or whatever, you have to get past that employee mindset because having an employee mindset will negatively affect every aspect of your marketing strategy. Whereas having a business owner mindset will positively affect it because, you know, for example, if you're a freelancer and you have a business owner mindset, you're not going to be as likely to put up with someone who wants to pay you a penny per word. You're not going to use like unconfident copy on your website and you're not going to, you know, undersell yourself when you are pitching someone. So it's just really, really important to just constantly remind yourself that you are starting a business. Let yourself know, remind yourself that you are a business owner, not someone's employee. And then, of course, you know, act like a business owner too. Like, get a professional presence out there online. And it doesn't have to be this amazing, like, beautiful website that took you like five months to make or anything like that. You know, you can start small, but you just want to get that presence out there because not only because it's good for your business, but it will help you kind of continue to cultivate that mindset when you build your business around it, I think. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Because there is something very different about approaching a gig, whatever that gig is. Mm -hmm. And and I'm again, speaking from that project management standpoint, but like when I was putting out inquiries about doing freelance work, 
I felt really good about my website, which is different than jumpstartyourjoy.com, but <laughs> my, my other freelance site. And that gave me a certain amount of confidence going into each conversation. Like, hey, and mine's off of Wix. I'm not an affiliate, but mm -hmm. go give it a try if you want. And Squarespace is another good one. But like, it's so, I just felt really good. Like, hey, I know this thing looks good and I know I'm putting my best foot forward. So yeah, I think it's really worth doing that and making sure you feel good about it. And I think, yeah, mine took two evenings of concentrated work and it was out there. And that's the thing too. It's so easy to set up a site. You don't have to know how to code. You can just use like a drag and drop editor. You can use Wix or use Squarespace or something like that where they've made it, you know, for people who maybe don't know how to code. Like me, I'm not like some coding expert. So if I wanted to set up a site fast, yeah, you can do it in a couple of days. I think if you really set your mind to it and just the difference it does make in your confidence and just helping you you know, see yourself as a business owner as well as clients seeing you as a business owner. It's just so worth it to put that kind of online presence out there. Yeah, I love that. It also, if you kind of set those timelines around it, if you're like, I'm going to spend two or three days, I feel like that cut the perfectionism for me mm -hmm. down way low. Like it's still like, I'm happy with how it turned out, but it also felt like something like this is doable. If I really want to go back and tweak it, I can, but perfectionism is a problem. <laughs> exactly. And I think with websites, like that's a really good point to just give yourself a set deadline. Like I'm spending two days on this, that is it. And then you just kind of have to see it as this like fluid thing. Like, okay, well, I'm going to update it next month when I have more social proof to add, or when I have a new writing sample to add or whatever, it's not supposed to be this thing where it's like, it's only perfection you're putting out in the world. It's supposed to be this <laughs> thing where you build till you get to the point you want it to be at. That's at least that is always how I approach it with my freelance writer website, with my blog. I've approached everything that way. And I think it just helps you, you know, take action. Yes. Yes. And you then, I mean, at least for me, I feel good about, oh, that's right. Now that's out there. Or when I get back to it, especially jumpstart your joys, going to have, you know, it'll have a new header soon and that kind of stuff. And that's kind of a little bit of a, I don't know, that's fun too, to dive back into the creative aspect, knowing, okay, it was good enough for a while. Now I get to have a little bit of fun. Again, that's like that. It's the little treat, but it's still yeah. totally building the business. So. Yeah, definitely. I know you have great ideas and you kind of touched on some of the things you did when you got started and recommend for people, but what are some of your top ways that maybe people aren't really thinking about, if you wouldn't mind sharing them, like to put themselves out there. And that could be for entrepreneurs or it could be like writing specific, whichever way you want to go with it. Well, I think if you're a freelance writer, you know, the process that I teach is you want to figure out a way to set yourself apart from all the other writers out there. So in other words, you want to pick a niche and an area of specialty and know exactly what kind of clientele you're marketing to within that niche set up a site and kind of build your entire marketing strategy around that area of specialty. So, you know, if you're a real estate writer, you want to put that in your headline on your freelance writer website and you want to have real estate portfolio samples and everything should be kind of tailored to that industry. And then as far as more specific ways to market yourself, if you are just starting out, especially I recommend cold emailing. So sending really really tailored, really personalized emails to potential clients in your niche. Of course, not those like spammy, horrible things that we all see in our like uh, spam inbox. You don't want to be sending those out. 
but you know, just those really personalized emails that are very client focused where you're letting them know how you can help them. So you're not saying, you know, I'm a freelance writer who needs a job. You're saying, this is how I can help you. I know for me, that was just such a key strategy for me when I started out. Just the first day I did it, I sent out 17 cold emails. The first day I sent out a big batch of them and two of those mm. ended up becoming high paying clients. So it was just such a huge huge part of me getting started. And other than that, I think the other top method I would recommend would be LinkedIn. Because mm. if you are a freelancer, a lot of clients out there are using LinkedIn as a kind of search tool, not as much as a social media site, but as a search tool. So if you optimize your LinkedIn profile based on your niche and your area of expertise, and you do it the right way, and you write good copy in your summary, I've seen so, so many writers just attract clients that way. And they don't even have to pitch or anything like that. They just get found because of their niche expertise. So those are pretty much my top two methods for freelance writers. Thank you. Yeah. I know from the coaching standpoint, like similar recommendations come across, not necessarily LinkedIn, but definitely finding your niche and really going deeper into what it is that you can offer people. And then the, the counter argument is always, but then what if I, you know, I don't want to turn anybody down? I don't know. What do you have to say? Or how can you see people getting past that? So I think when I hear kind of objections to picking a niche, it's like, some of it is, oh, well, now I'm not going to like get enough clients if I only go after X type of very specific client. But the thing for that objection, I would say is that, you know, you don't need to be a good fit for a billion different types of clients. You just want to be the perfect fit for one specific type of client. That is what is going to make you stand out. And as far as not wanting to turn away clients, I tell writers too, you know, your niche doesn't even necessarily have to be about what you're writing on a daily basis. Your niche is how you are marketing and positioning yourself online. So for example, when I was writing blog posts about marketing. I had someone approach me wanting to write real estate blog posts for them and they paid well and it seemed like a good client. So I went ahead and took it. And, you know, so I guess just the point is I'm not against taking gigs outside of your niche. If someone comes to you, like, sure, go ahead and take it on. But when you are marketing yourself, it's all about the marketing and positioning. You want to go all in on that niche because when you're pitching, when you're setting up your social profiles, all those things, that is where your niche marketing will come into play and really, really help you grow faster. I love it. And I think you've like identified such a lovely distinction between what, how you're presenting yourself to the world. But then what, like if you're specific about who you help and how you help them, then at the end of the day, you can also make the decision if you work outside that, but at least people know why they would go to you. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I wouldn't tell someone, I wouldn't tell a real estate writer to spend, you know, a week pitching technology companies, but it's like if a technology company comes to you and they want to pay you like a thousand dollars per blog post, like, yeah, like go ahead and take that on, you know, like don't turn it away. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because I think people often also feel like they're being put into a box. Like, well, if I say I just do this, then what happens if? So I love that you're addressing that piece. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, every time when I've had my website and it's like I have a huge headline at the top of my freelance writer website that has said, like, this is exactly what I do. I always, always have gotten requests outside of that niche. So for anyone listening, if you're scared to niche down, don't be afraid to do it because you will still get enough requests. and then even better, you'll grow your business faster because of how you are positioning and marketing yourself. 
I love it. Yes. Because I hear so many people being afraid to say, this is what I do. And it's like, well, yes. but then if they don't know what you do, why would they come to you? So. Exactly. Let's talk about what's brought you the most joy in your life and your work around being a freelance writer. How has that looked for you? I think when I started out as a freelance writer, the joy really just came from, you know, partially just from having that realization, like I can actually do this. Like I can actually just chill with my dogs all day and, you know, I can actually do something that just seemed like kind of a distant dream when I was working full time and going into that job every day. I think that was the main thing. And of course, not having to deal with the boss or worry about being fired and just kind of having that control over, you know, whatever happens in my business, that's on me. And while that can be, you know, a lot of pressure and cause stress, I think, like I said, even the worst day that I would have in my business today is going to be better than the best day at my previous full-time job. So just kind of having that freedom. And then as far as kind of my online business that centers around teaching, that joy comes a lot from just being able to really help others and have an impact on others and just have someone email me and say, you know, they landed an amazing client because of something that they saw on my website and just feeling like maybe there are people out there who are in that place that I was in where they are at a job they hate or they're going through a really difficult time either in their life or financially where freelance writing or starting an online business would mean the world to them. Just knowing that even if I can help them make that change, even if I can positively impact them in a small way, that is really what makes what I do so fulfilling. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you're kind of like, I don't like the term leaning in, but <laughs> but that you're like really leaning into the things that it offers you, not in the yeah. other way of that term. But yeah, because I, it's often that, I mean, we've talked about that a little bit already, but kind of that fear of not enough, but also the joy of being able to enjoy the things that being an entrepreneur and working from home affords you. I've found that to be one of the interesting stretch and pull points of being out there. Yeah, definitely. What's been the most surprising about starting a business or, or putting yourself out there as a writer? Most surprising, I think probably just the fact that I'm me, like I'm the kind of person I am. I like have pink hair and like no degree and not a ton of amazing work experience. And like, I'm kind of disorganized. So in spite of all those things, I've still been able to, you know, start a business and I've still been able to become self-employed. Like, I guess I've just realized that you really don't have to let all the things that you think could hold you back because, you know, if I had thought at the beginning of my journey that those things meant that I couldn't have a business, what really would have held me back wouldn't have been those things. It would have just been fear. So yeah, I think that's the main thing. Mm, thank you. That was so well stated. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Cause so many people wait and cause they've got that list of, Oh, well I can do all of this once I have all these other things. Exactly. And, then it, and it's stuff it and so stops them. Yeah. Yeah. It stops them. And it's like, even, you know, talking about something like YouTube, you don't have to have an amazing camera. You don't have to have a film school degree. You don't have to have, you know, so many things you don't have to have. All you have to have really is like the guts to just get started, give yourself permission to just screw up along the way and just learn how to roll with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it, Jordan. That's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's how podcasting has been. I didn't know what I was doing. I still often don't. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think that's how it is with anything. Like, you know, if yeah. you, do anything 
successfully, you know, you're like you, you're doing this podcast. It's just like, you weren't always probably a professional podcaster. You probably didn't always feel super comfortable with it. I think anybody who starts anything that ends up being great starts when they feel like they're not comfortable with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm, That's juicy stuff right there. Yes, I totally agree. Because it's often that space of like, I'm really curious about that thing. And it seems scary as all get out. And but mm-hmm. you know what? I'm gonna go try it. And that's where you find this like amazing, I don't know, you find the strength to keep doing it, but you also find this immense amount of joy in doing it because it was hard and now it's totally worth it. Exactly. That makes it that much more fulfilling. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you wanna share a little bit about where people can find you and what kind of offerings you have if people are like, Yes, I gotta work with Jordan? You can find me at writingrevolt.com and more often you can find me on YouTube. Um, you can look me up on YouTube, just search my name or go to youtube.com slash Jordan Roper. And I upload weekly videos there that help freelance writers and creative entrepreneurs with marketing and growing their business online. And I also have a free course linked on the homepage of my website. So if you are looking to get started, you can head to Writing Revolt and sign up for that. Awesome. I will link it up on the show notes as well. And awesome. I mean, I think that's, I have to, I have to say that the reason I wanted to talk to Jordan on the show was because I'd taken your class or, you know, your free class and it was just so good. It's truly one of the best things I have taken paid or not paid. And because you're so succinct about here's some steps you can take and your voice is completely empowering and And it's very doable, you know? So thank you for putting it out there. If you guys are not yet in the class, I totally recommend it. It's it's really good. Well, thank you. Of course, of course. (laughs) Well, let's jump over to the last two questions because this first one, you're going to be the first one to have answered it for season three. So where have you seen resistance come up in your life and how have you overcome it? I think as opposed to just there being this one standout thing, you know, other than the stuff we talked about earlier, getting fired. I think just with resistance as a business owner, especially as your business grows and gets to a certain point, you have to deal with that every single day, every single week, every single month, there's something new. And I think, you know, you can take that as a negative and you can take that as, oh, well, I don't want to do that. Or you can just take it and say, you know, I am a problem solver and I will overcome this and this will be even more fulfilling because of it instead of just dwelling on things and letting them slow you down. So I really think as far as overcoming kind of just the day-to-day grind, the little things that come up when you're a business owner or a freelancer or entrepreneur or whatever, you just have to kind of realize that this is not easy. If it was easy, every single person on the planet would be doing it. Just realize that it's difficult and you know, see yourself as a problem solver, embrace it as part of the process and don't let it get you down and don't sit around dwelling on it. Mm, Yes. I love that. Especially embrace (laughs) it as part of the process. Cause yeah, it's going to keep coming up. Oh yeah. It's a big part of the process. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, and most joyfully, what are three ways you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world or in other people's lives? I think the first way would be to serve others while also doing something that makes you happy. So creating that balance, you know, doing something that allows you to impact the world, but also not neglecting yourself in the process. You know, like I said, I've had those times where I definitely neglected self-care, but 
you get to a point where you realize keeping yourself happy and taking care of yourself allows you to serve others better. So really about finding that balance of serving others and doing something that makes you happy. Um, Let's see what else. I think being willing to grow and being willing to even change a little bit as a person and just believing that you are capable of growing and changing. So for me, for example, I had actually a previous YouTube channel that I started several years ago, totally unrelated to business or anything else. And if I go back and watch those, it was just like so cringy. It was so awkward. And I look at it and I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot believe that was ever on the internet. It is so cringy. But I think, you know, back then, if I, you know, thought about doing what I do today, where I make YouTube videos every week, I would have probably just made an excuse like, oh, well, I'm not like, you know, this like 100% extroverted, like extreme outgoing person. So I can never be good at this. I'm not going to ever be able to do it. But I think it's really important to, you know, like I said, just give yourself that permission to change and grow and believe that you can. And not use those excuses of what you think you are to let, not let those hold you back. Don't like kind of pigeonhole yourself into, oh, I'm X and Y, so I can't do Z. Like just kind of open up your mind to it. And if you commit to learning how to change and working hard and doing what you want to do, just I think amazing things can happen if you do that. So that would be my second one. And I think the third one would be just letting go of fear and not letting it hold you back in general, or like we've talked about a little bit, maybe not even just letting go, but just being willing to do things afraid and just realize that it's part of the process. It's not something you need to fight. It's not something that you need to like, you know, sit around crying about it all week long or anything. It's just something that you have to embrace and see yourself as a problem solver and just go for it. Just take action, even if you feel like you're scared. Yes. Ooh, I love all of them. Thank you, Jordan, oh, so much. No <laughs> ah, well, I have really enjoyed getting to speak with you. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all of your wisdom and your encouragement. It has been so awesome being here. Thank you for having me. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me this week. I am inspired by our discussion and want to thank you for putting out all of your creativity and passion and the support that you give others into the world. If you want to learn more about Jordan, you can find her at writingrevolt.com. That's her website. And that is where you will also find her really amazing free course. And I signed up for it and really got a ton out of it. It really will help you hone your skills, get over some of what's holding you back. I loved it. And I really recommend it to everyone. You can also go over to my website, jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 103. You get more links to Jordan's work and her YouTube channel and all that. While you're over at the website, be sure and sign up for the podcasting fundamentals class and look for the link to join the Joyfully You group on Facebook. Next week on the show, I am so thrilled to have Caitlin Greer Meister joining me to share about her work as a voice actor, a tutor, and an educational consultant. Caitlin reached out to me, and she is an amazing, multi-passionate individual, and you know we love to have them on the show, and she has found her way to having what she calls two careers in concert, and I just love how she describes that. 
I love what she shares about how she has found what fits best for her and how it allows her to do two things that she just really loves. I hope that you'll come back next week for that interview. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.